0: Welcome! This is the first episode of the Books Closed podcast. This episode is sponsored by Lucky Supply and River Valley Printing Co. This is an idea that I've had for a little while, and I started to put it together recently. And um, I realized the common thread on a lot of the videos I made were the fact that that I was always focused and fascinated with the way that the internet can blow up or sensationalize weird things. So I'm gonna get a little deeper into that and see what it is that is in fact doing. So today, I'm joined by two fantastic gentlemen. Uh, first, we've got my main man, Jason Scott, who is the owner of Hobo's Tattoo, Congress Street Tattoo. He's the king of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and I've worked for him for the past four years. and um, Thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And then who do we have next to Jason? Introduce yourself, young man.
2: Uh, My name is Chad Kaplinger.
0: And where do you reside?
2: (laughs) I live in Nashville, Tennessee. All right. Yay.
0: So we all do tattoos from time to time. So uh, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, And mostly we're going to focus on the way that social media and the internet has um, turned tattooing into a tie-dye colored bin of Odd liquid.
2: <laughs> yeah, melted Superman ice cream.
0: <laughs> I guess a place we can start, uh, Chad, how would you describe your you know, your relationship to social media currently?
2: Currently, uh, a- adversarial. I don't know. It's a necessity, I guess, in today's consumer world, um, but I don't really enjoy it personally.
0: You do it because you have to?
2: Yeah, basically. I, You know, I feel like I have to. I don't know if I really have to or not.
0: You seem to keep a pretty steady presence on Instagram. Sure. So I'd say that you'd probably do a pretty good job despite your...
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to remind myself that I have to do it. It's fun to look at tattoos and stuff, but...
0: Do you feel like you get left
2: behind? It definitely feels like you could get left behind really quick, which like... I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know like what the weight of what you do or have done applies. I mean, there's plenty of people that don't have much of an internet presence that seem to stay busy and respected and everything like that. So
0: a lot of times I feel like if I don't post something in a few days, then especially the way that the algorithm works now, um, that just less and less people are going to see your stuff as you go. And it's just like a constant pressure to to stay on some sort of schedule. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, look, with how many people are using it all?
2: and how many people are posting things and whatever else new users people that aren't familiar with history etc Your, you know your place in the big picture other than just being another cog in the fucking wheel or whatever the expression is you know it becomes pretty hard for somebody that's not familiar with the bigger picture to know it just depends on what your audience is i guess you know right i mean like if if you're If you've been in one place for a long time and people kind of know you're there and whatever else and you got your thing going, I think it's fine. If you're bouncing around a lot, like I used to do, you kind of need it so people know where you're going to be. and You know what I mean? And and people outside of your area, you're, you're constantly pulling from a new source of clientele, et cetera. The only way to really have that anymore seems to be social media. Right. Instagram in particular for the last six, seven years, I suppose. It's it's not like before when like a magazine would come out every other month or something and people go, oh, this
0: person's in the magazine, it must right. be something, you know what I mean? I guess it's just a different form of the same thing though.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah Except but like-
0: everyone has their own magazine now, so it's hard to stand out.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, and there's no context of history, you know? It's like there's dudes out there, there's definitely dudes out there that like worked really hard tried to have some new and original ideas as best they could and then there was other people that just took those things ran with them and are way busier than the other person ever was and i i don't right. know why that is now maybe that just could the other person the hypothetical dude we're speaking of was a dick or whatever or who knows what right but it's a little weird it's like the, the because social the, media leveled the playing field completely right right which like is on one hand cool and on the other hand kind of not that cool, you know? So it just depends
0: on where you're sitting on it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I always felt like looking through magazines that uh you wouldn't I mean, I guess the way that Instagram levels things out is because there's like a like a whole class system now that you can see based on followers or whatever people value as like a ranking thing. Mm-hmm. But when you look at a magazine, you just see tattoos and you either like them or you don't. But if you yeah. see a tattoo or whose work you really like, you're just going to assume that they're awesome and that they're busy and that. Sure. Well, well, one of the things
2: I liked about, you know, say like in hindsight, right? Like thinking about a magazine or something is that you got to wait a month and you're looking at for better or worse, what's being shown to you. Okay. So because you're stoked on tattoos we'd assume you're gonna look in the magazine over and over again you're gonna look at all the photos you're gonna see things that aren't necessarily things you knew you liked or maybe try and right. find things that you like about things that you thought you hated or things you hated about things that you liked i feel like it kind of o- opened your mind to a lot of things created a different form of creativity and a different way of um of uh, you know, developing your own self say, right. Whereas now you curate your own thing. You only look at what you want to look at. Mm -hmm. And the, the only things they ever suggest to show you anymore are things that are in the scope of the things that are the same, are the things you like. Right. So you're swimming in your own piss at that point. That's why like a lot of tattooing, you know, it feels pretty homogenized, right? Not that it was so different before or something, you know, I don't want to be like that guy that's like nostalgic, you know, fucking romanticizing, whatever. But like, I feel like at least from my own experience in it, being able to sit and like have nothing but this one magazine and being so stoked and hungry for tattoo crap, you're reading about some dude that you fucking really don't think is that great, but something is sparked from the thing there, you know? Yeah, And I think that that is one of the biggest downfalls probably for social media to me is that you just aren't as exposed to things that you didn't know that you might like some aspect of.
0: Yeah. That's really all media too. If you think about music, how do we listen to music now? Right. We have access to every song, every artist, everything that comes out to the point where if you don't like it in 15 seconds, you'll probably never listen to it again. Yeah, yeah, totally. But when you're a kid and you spend the only 20 bucks you had on a CD, even yeah. if you hate it, you're going to listen to it listen 300 to it. times Yeah. and then you'll probably like it eventually. Yeah. Well, totally. I mean. And even if you don't like it, you know, every word still.
2: Totally. Well, you also then like, if you're a kid who's making your own music or something, you figure out something cool to steal from it, but you're not just stealing it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's happening that I see a lot now. If you didn't write the name of who did something, there's like 20 people that are, I mean, it all looks the exact same. And I feel like to some degree it's got to be a conscious effort on the part of those people to
0: do that the people that, that are
2: taking that are the making style. it try to look like a certain thing and yeah. i
0: think that's to me i think that's really weird well i think everyone you who's know? starting you're always going to emulate something yeah of course but like and we're in a, such a huge pool of people starting yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, most yeah. people don't get past that yeah, you know, five hundred people start tattooing, or five hundred people start rapping in their bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how many people are going to get to a point where it's anything? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So we're so we're, we have to like sift through all of the all the people starting and emulating. Right. But then the whole thing about the internet that's amazing to me is that sometimes those people who are just starting are yeah. like catapulted to the top.
2: No, yeah, of course. But I think that's a lot like you know, there's like a you know a viral tattoo or some shit you know some little thing that made them skyrocket hey whatever you know yeah not gonna hate on them for it but i also because it's not their fault very rarely find it personally interesting you know what i'm saying i mean i got some very obvious influences right but i don't want to just do tattoos that look exactly like the way they do tattoos i really don't you know i want to i want to steal shit obviously i want to do my thing i want to take things i want to do things that I think of too or whatever, but make my own kind of version of whatever it is I think should look cool. Right.
0: Have you always felt that way? Or was there a point that you can think where you kind of turn the corner, you know, when you go from maybe emulating or from more Uh, heavily referencing and then you just decide, you know, you've had enough of just regurgitating. uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I'm not just regurgitating
2: now. I mean, maybe I am probably sometimes, but I think like I remember When I met Taki for the first time, he was looking through my book and there was like two tattoos in there that were super, super, super taken from something that I saw Jeff Whitehead did. And I tried to change some things, obviously, but you know, if you knew tattoos, you'd go and Taki looked at it and goes, oh, Jeff Whitehead stuff. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, it's weird when someone else is doing the thing that you see in your head that you want to be doing, but you can't. Put through your fingers to paper or to skin, right? So, yes, you're going to emulate for a while, but it should be to move forward into something else, right? Like, there's a tattooer whose name I'm not going to name, but he does a lot of, he's very prolific in the art stuff. And there was always people that would always, oh, he's copying this person, he's copying this person, he's copying that person. And in a lot of ways, he did. But he learned his own shit. Now he's doing his own thing that's so fucking great. When thinking about it, I'm like, this this is kind of whack. But on the other hand, I'm like, you can tell with some people, they're on a path to figure it out themselves, right? And some people are just coasting along. You know what I mean? And hey, it's their thing to coast. And it's also the person that gets those tattoos to get the tattoos. I'm not a ruler of the world. I'm not a god. So I can't make people do anything and i don't have any intention of that i just is a curious kind of thing that i yeah. personally would say i never would want to do
0: yeah well, i you think know? it's easy to coast because the general customer is going to want those things that you would coast with of course
2: it's funny Rath told me a long time ago I, I, when i first guessed it at american graffiti i wanted to buy he had all these flash sheets up and i was like yo i want to buy a set of your flash and he's like i don't sell that stuff he goes because why would you come to me to get a tattoo then from me if somebody in Iowa could do the wrath tattoo or wherever? Yeah. And I was like, oh dang, you know. And I was like, oh shit, I guess that makes sense. And now look, I mean, you know, you don't have to go anywhere to get anything because there's somebody by you that does it. You know, you got to be pretty, you got to be kind of ahead to want to go to a certain person anymore.
0: Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, which luckily there's definitely. A large amount of people that do. Well, look, it's,
2: yeah, definitely. But it's also good for some people. I mean, some people will never be able to go to wherever. They want to go get a brick crack tattoo. They'll never be able to fly there and get tattooed and and whatever else. So it maybe to some degree, it's okay that somebody in fucking rural Wyoming is doing, you know what I mean? I don't really know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude, like it's a tightrope that you're walking, you know, like on one hand, there's really good things about it, depending on the perspective of who's looking at it.
0: Yeah. And I think it depends on the day. You know, you could wake up one day and feel good about how it all works, the internet, just ever, anything. Yeah, Anything in life. Uh, Jason, though, I wanna ask you, because you're probably the first person I ever knew that intentionally quit social media for a period of time to like detox from it. Yeah. A couple, of, it's it's like your New Year's thing. Right. Most
1: years, it, it seems like. Um, sometimes I make it a month, sometimes I make it three or four months.
0: The first time you made it a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. I thought you might never come back.
1: Yeah, I think I went to a convention and posted something. It might have been May. So yeah. it's probably
0: 5 months. Yeah. And did you I think
1: I just got too wrapped up in it. It was the first thing I did every morning, the last thing I did every night before bed. Yeah. I think I have the benefit of being a shop owner where I don't maybe need it as much as some of the people that work at a shop that are a little more self-sustaining, you know, or like Chad to travel so much. Yeah. I think I could do that. I don't think everybody could do that. Do you, f- right. do you
2: feel an effect from that, though? No. Like well, in, your, in your busyness? Yeah,
1: and I kind of like not seeing what everybody else was doing. I sure. think my tattoos definitely had a different look when I wasn't looking at everybody else's every day. Yeah. But that, again, be kind of an underdog if you don't take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just too easy.
1: It is too easy.
0: Nobody, nobody looks at websites. Like on Instagram now, if you have a business page, you can look at stats. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever look at those. You can see how many people click on your website link, how many people click to call, how many people click for directions. Mm. And um, it's the numbers are usually pretty low. Um, for like a website click, you know, if you have a couple thousand page views in a week or whatever period of time they show you, for me anyway, I'll have like two clicks on my website. So what's the point?
1: Right. I used to pay a couple thousand dollars a month for Yellow Pages ad. You know what yeah. I mean? So when you look at that, it's like, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, for like yeah, a photo yeah. ad, like a real, yeah. like to be competitive in the Yellow Pages costs sure. you, you know, right dollars 20000 a year sometimes,
0: you know. And how much money do you think that made you back? Well, at
1: the time, probably that was the main, yeah. It, that was it. Yeah, that was it. If you weren't in the phone book, people didn't find you. Right. But
0: Yeah, um, I
2: knew people that would name their tattoo shops like
0: A- aardvark tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So That's be, probably where ancient, the ancient art, first, no one. all those
1: ones to be. My, with my a, teacher
2: like... named a shop A Tattoo Shop to mm. be the first one in the phone.
0: Smart. Yep. Yeah. People are always playing the game no matter what it is.
1: Absolutely. But like I said, being Facebook and Instagram and everything being free, I think or if, if you were a band, you'd be you'd be crazy not to take advantage of it. Right. And try to get good at it. Yeah. And be as successful as you can with it. So
0: but it's almost what makes it terrible, too. Because you can't stand I'm out. I'm not
1: saying I love the fact that it's there, but I understand why it is, and I understand sure. why it's not going to go away, probably. Mm-hmm. Even if Instagram's not around, something else will just take its place.
0: I do also want to point out that Jason still has an AOL.com email address, yep. which is like a, <laughs> it's like a gold medal that he can wear. Yeah. I, I think I you... got
1: my first computer in 99, when I moved back to, like from Florida
0: to New Hampshire. What kind of computer was it? Uh... Was a monitor color? Yeah, it was color. Damn. It was <laughs> color.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like you know DOS or nothing, but it was
0: like <laughs> you have to program your.
1: No, actually, Hobo had bought it, but he did a lot of like eBay auctions and a lot of stuff in you know late '90s, and yeah. he bought it and realized within a month or two that it was just too like the memory was too small, so he wanted to get a better computer, but he had already he had already bought that one, so he sold it to me cheap. But I had no intention of buying a computer. But so it then, was because of him that you yeah, kind of fell into fell it. Fell into it, and then mm-hmm. it was like. Found Reed Street Forum and started finding some stuff and then obviously MySpace came around and again. they never
2: a, approved me for Reed, Reed Street Forum. Really? Yeah. I submitted and they were like, no. Amazing. Well
0: we can we can put in a word for you if you want to get on there. <laughs> yeah. Lear, so, learn some stuff. I bought Reed Street tattoo from
2: Seth.
1: <laughs> but
0: you couldn't With Matt the Knop
2: and Theo Jack.
1: But you couldn't get on the forum.
0: No, but I couldn't get on the forum. <laughs> yeah. Good thing.
1: <laughs> now, i met a lot of people actually back in the day too that was the way like
0: i used to buy machines on there and stuff yep, when i was first starting
1: yep i used to uh trade flash you know what i mean i had flash that i did a few sets and i'd you know start talking to someone on there or just post that i had stuff with some pictures and then mm-hmm. you know five six people hit me up i'd send them a set they'd send me a set and i'd trade original paintings a lot of those people i still haven't met i met and yeah, I, I did in 2001 I, or I
2: learned to make ink from somebody printing out of some instructions from somebody on there mm. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah like, it was cool. I mean, the Reed Street Forum, I think, was really like an important
1: thing. Well, there was some point. secrets then, you know, and it was sure. like you had to be in a trade to, to have access to them. Yeah. You
0: know? I was always surprised at how much people shared there because I was always under the impression that no one said anything. So it was almost uh, – Well, they
2: didn't before that. <laughs> yeah, before or that. Or maybe yeah, they did, true. but not as much.
0: Well, well that's we, why this is interesting you know. because I'm, I started tattooing 10 years ago. So you guys have a much different scope, uh, and you've seen the, you know the cycles come and go every five
1: years is a totally different chapter really you know i feel
0: like i'm finally seeing that now firsthand
1: yeah because now you got a couple of five years. yeah i feel like i've
0: seen enough to kind of you know i don't know everything but i I can recognize a cycle or something that maybe i've seen in the past already right even though when i saw it last time i didn't know what the fuck i was doing
2: do you know now
0: no (laughs) (laughs) that's why i'm asking you guys right (laughs) when you got the computer from hobo was that the first time you were ever on the internet
1: No, I used to go to the library.
0: I was going to ask you that as a joke, but it's real. Oh,
1: yeah. You know what? Sometimes (laughs) we used to send people to the library for like, you know, they come in and want a specific font or something. We'd be like, go to the library, you know, get on the computer, type out what you want, find a font you want, print it out, bring it back, we'll put it on you. Yeah. You know, it was like, but even, like even years ago, I remember George saying before copiers, they'd send people to like a library or whatever to blow stuff up, you know, or Kinko's or, you know, whatever. Like it was. Yeah. So it's like, obviously stencil machines were around when I came around, but. Like the shop didn't have a computer until probably, I mean, I started the shop opened in '82. I started there in '99. I bet the shop got its first computer in like '04 oh, or five probably. Until yeah. then, we just you know we did what we had: three ring binders or lots of books. Yep, yeah, lots of books and what was on the wall. That's another thing: books. Yeah, it's like surprising anyone even buys you them. You know, buy, yeah. it's surprising yeah. people buy books. You know, I used to go to Barnes and Noble at least twice a week. Magazines. You know, I'd go in three yeah. times a week, waiting for the new whatever to come out. You yeah. know, by everyone, yep. If yep. If buy them all, one even big if they. Tattoo. Yep, and then you know the tattoo section had like three books. You know, yeah, it was like, yeah, it's a whole different, whole different world.
0: Imagine sending someone to Kinkos today to tell them to blow up the stencil yeah. before you can tattoo it. Yeah, yeah. they don't they're even want to wait five minutes. I've worked at shops recently like that.
2: Yeah, but they're in like some small town in Europe or Asia or something. You know? yeah, yeah, so the rules are a little different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and people were cool with it. because yeah, yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah.
1: I remember also when people were buying the image off the internet, they'd buy the one image. Yeah.
0: Tattoo Johnny. Yeah,
1: yeah. Tattoo Johnny, you go on, you pick yeah. the armband you wanted, you print it out, it came with a line drawing sheet, it cost you fifteen bucks.
2: I had somebody buy a Cherry Creek design with we had hanging yeah, on the wall. On they the paid wall like twenty five dollars
0: for
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> but to them paying it one time, what's an extra twenty five on top <laughs> sure. of your tattoo? It's like uh, yeah, but we, we, we definitely crazy, added more you know?
0: to it too. <laughs> yeah. Well it's twenty five you could have had. It's true to go buy your own Cherry Creek design and get that tatted. No way, dog, that was like,
2: oh, they paid that? Well, we can charge him $50 right. more for this. this guy's guy rich. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just bleeding money. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's like wearing a Rolex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their crisp print out of Cherry Creek <laughs> from the library that they brought in. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're gonna take a quick break. This episode of Books Closed is sponsored by River Valley Printing Co bringing high-quality giclee prints, stickers, and pins to the tattoo community. Have you gone this long and you're actually embarrassed to admit you don't even know what giclee means? Well, it was a word that was intentionally fancy-sounding to make the process of high-quality inkjet printing sound even a little more special and a little more exotic. River Valley Printing Co. can certainly vouch for that level of exoticism. So if you are gearing up for convention season or you've got some paintings stacked up that you want to make prints of and cash in... These are the guys to do it. Follow them on Instagram at River Valley Printing Co. Or check them out at their website, www.rivervalleyprintingco.com. This episode is also sponsored by Lucky Supply. Offering the highest quality products for every aspect of your tattooing. From shop supplies to disposable stuff, machines, furniture, and beyond. It's truly a one-stop shop for all the gear that you need day to day. One particularly useful item is the new Lucky Supply Portable Armrest. I can remember times that I've tried to wrestle almost portable armrests into suitcases or other bags and it took up way too much of my limited luggage space. And sometimes I just left it home and made do without. Big regrets at times. The Lucky Supply Portable Armrest is an answer to anyone with that same problem. It's under 4 pounds and it folds up flat, slides right into that suitcase. It might even fit into your back pocket, assuming you're wearing Jinkos. And I know somebody out there is still wearing their Jinkos. And I can assure you, you are not alone, as I am wearing mine right now. With that easy setup and breakdown, this sturdy little armrest will serve you well while working on the road. If you're on the market for a portable armrest, use coupon code ARM10 for 10% off. And you can take that $30 you save and go buy a bunch of other shit to fill up your suitcase with. That's coupon code ARM10, one zero to save 10% on the purchase of the Lucky Supply portable armrest at luckysupply.com. A huge thank you goes to those two sponsors. And if you listening would like to help support the show, it's very simple, really. There will be links in the show notes to everything you need to know about Lucky Supply and River Valley Printing Co. So when you do check them out, please let them know you heard about them on Books Closed. Capiche.
2: Where did you grow up? Me, yeah, I grew up in, I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan. And, uh, I probably went online. I don't know, man. Like, Oh, I do remember my dad got a computer with the black screen and the green letters. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about this
0: internet crap. <laughs> you know that one? Yep. And, um, that's how Jason got his email address. Right. He's still he still up. <laughs> yeah,
2: he still goes. Um, <laughs> and my dad was like, look, we can order clothes from J.C. JCPenney's on the computer. And I was like, what? And somehow there was some website that I think it was all text maybe. I don't know. My That's dad ordered me a couple pairs of Dockers when I was
0: like 13 or
2: something or 14 on the internet. That was my first experience with it.
0: That's earlier than I would have thought. You could have bought clothes on the internet. Oh, no, he
2: did. He did. Maybe it was even 92, dude,
0: honestly. Was he like a tech guy? guy? Was he into technology? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. My dad owned a TV repair shop, and he was like super into technology.
0: Yeah, so he was ahead of the curve for sure. Yeah, but yeah. And then uh,
2: maybe like 95, 96, visiting my dad. He had the internet, and I liked model cars or some shit. And I was like looking at model car website, but Mm -hmm. it's fucking so slow. I remember sitting there for an hour and like looking at two things. yeah being like this sucks
0: and the pictures load you can see the top of the car for a couple minutes and then you can see some of the door and a little bit of the tires and
2: and then i just you know didn't really give a shit yeah and i moved to i was tattooing in alabama and i remember like my dad like for christmas gave me his like five-year-old computer that barely worked and i remember like dialing up and trying to some my friend was like ebay ebay you can buy stuff and you can get rich I would, on eBay. Yeah, I would. well, no, I didn't even know you could sell stuff. <laughs> but like, so I'd go on every once in a while and, you know, once again, take like an hour to look at, you know, you type in tattoo. But that was like, there was actually like some okay stuff. Yeah, But I didn't know how to buy it. You know what I mean? Like Tattoo Johnny designs or like? No, like I remember seeing like some. Uh, machines and stuff. Yeah, I remember seeing some. Um, colonel todd jim dandy's on there for like 500 bucks like pretty cool yeah but like i you know i'm like i'm gonna like i'm gonna send somebody a money order for 500 bucks right (laughs) right you know what i mean like before paypal yep and so you know it just seemed weird and then yeah i mean like here and there you know i I had it i had that same computer i guess when i first had my kid and i'd look at like you know like early websites for tattoo shops but it was like i think google just came out maybe or like was popular enough that you could search something and i don't know i just didn't really get into it yeah i don't think i actually cared about using the internet for anything really until like 2004 2000 no no i i'm wrong about that maybe 2003 you know what i mean but it but it still wasn't it was a dial-up man it wasn't really that
0: it's certainly not what functional it is now. yeah yeah
2: no. trying to find flights and shit like that you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know i don't remember the exact transition to where like you had to have it all the time probably 2004 2005 but uh, even then like i was traveling a lot living out of a suitcase and i didn't have a computer really until probably late 2005 i did a trade for a tattoo or a tra- i traded a tattoo for a macbook and i think that's when i finally started using the computer all the time and that's when MySpace was was a thing. Friendster, I went to Friendster friend. first, then MySpace, but I never. Oh, you were on Friendster. I, I couldn't figure it out, man. I'm not. You're very not looking smart, for friends, still, whatever. No. <laughs> no.
1: I went to community college 95 to 97, and they had a computer in the library. Just one. Yeah, well, a couple maybe. You know, we yeah. had to get on a list. You had a 30 minute max. They'd make him get up and leave so someone else could have a chance because people would just post up. Right. But and we used it for like schoolwork and stuff. But then it would also go on just to you know, or being an art student you know i guess you go on there for reference and look at like art stuff you know like, yeah
0: Well, you think that's the direct thing that's contributing to people learning so fast now because it, it's absolutely. just all out there for you yeah. absolutely oh
2: yeah totally yeah look when when i started i'm sure the same with you you're looking at magazines and maybe maybe you knew a little more what you liked than i did but i'd be looking at these magazines and it took me years to even figure out what i actually liked yeah do you know what i mean Absolutely. first of all not only that but then it took me even longer to figure out what was actually good you know what i mean yeah and because you the sheer volume you know i remember like,
1: going to conventions just to look through people's portfolios yeah yeah you try to memorize it and burn it in your brain and run home and try it because you yeah. couldn't you couldn't take a picture of their portfolio you know yeah, or, yeah well, who like could you, afford the film You couldn't just pull it up on your you know your ipad and Right. Put it in your station. And well, that's why people
0: you. used to steal portfolios, right? Yeah. Which is such a foreign idea now. Dude, what would a portfolio be worth I, That's why, thousands I, still of dollars, ta- that's why I
2: still duct tape mine to the table, like some remnant of somebody stealing it. Now they don't yeah. even look at it anyway. Right. Well, uh, well I, I say duck I fucking hardly ever take one to a thing anyway, but the few times I do. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. People I mean, dude, yeah. Them. Like when I first was looking at magazines, I liked like some realistic stuff yeah. and some, you know, traditional tattoos weren't really on my radar. It took a while before I even thought that stuff was good.
1: I still feel like know? I appreciate anything that's good. But, oh, me too. You me know, too. absolutely. Even if I don't want to wear it or don't want to put it on somebody or yeah. well, I think don't know when, how to approach it, even or what, for whatever reason. Yeah. I like
2: looking at color realism
1: tattoos. I, 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 a lot. I love, I think they're nice really tattoos, cool to look at, you know? Yeah. I, Any I don't style, want. One, but I like looking at them. Same, yeah. Oh, or I like trying to figure out how they approached it because I have yeah. no clue.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. It looks like it looks like they're created with not even the same tools that I use to, to do tattoos because it just looks so different. Yeah. So there's definitely something to it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But I think a lot. of... I think there's something for everybody. Well, I think there. when we sure, started sure. too, you kind of fell into what you could and you know tried to do and we're capable of doing yeah whereas i think now maybe they you know kids get out of art school they graduate and they have an idea of what they want to what style they want to do and they just find someone who does something similar and emulate what they do till yeah it, you know till they can do it better until they're know? booked for two years yep
0: and hey buy, look I, a know, bunch like, of I, can't, I
2: can't help but wonder you know like looking at it the way you look at it on the internet like or on instagram in particular right like Maybe it's maybe it's kind of cool because you can cut to the chase really fast on what you like. Yeah, Ma- maybe yeah, the learning curve. Is... You know, like me, I, like I said, you had to figure it out, man, because you're seeing so much other shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: like it might have, it
2: it you know, the way it was before. You you depending on what magazine you bought or missed out on or whatever, you might go three years before you see something that you actually are truly like from inside of your fucking soul in love with. Now today, there's like fifty thousand photos but i feel like Like, you you can't i mean i look i've got 50 year old dudes that came in for their first tattoo this has happened twice where they got like some crazy weird mashup weird fucking tattoo because that's what they saw and fell in love with and they were like normies like normal people yeah and you're like that's cool how the fuck that happened but it only happened because of this right yep i mean maybe it happened before you know i'd probably did shit like that or who knows what but like it just wasn't as common you know right so on one hand it's it's good right other hand
1: it sucks but even ed was using yeah. books and magazines to his advantage big time man when there was you know
2: well yeah. i maintain that there's definitely dudes that are like thought of as legendary older dudes and i'm sure that there's some of those guys that the only good tattoos they ever did were those fucking 15 that were in magazines
0: you know what i'm saying yeah you can just ride it out forever yeah
2: yeah because like you see all these other tattoos from them they're fucking whack yeah you know what i mean which like and I'm not trying to say that a lot of mine aren't either. You know what I'm saying? Like they definitely, everybody's are, you know, we all shit the bed, you know, but it's like interesting, you know, it's definitely interesting. Right. You got to be way more on your toes now. You got to be way more consistent. We all have our
1: spectrum and of that's our best to good, our, right? our worst, you know? Yeah. And, and every day you fall somewhere within your spectrum, you know, not that you don't always try to are obviously. Are you on, are do you on best, the
0: spectrum, bro? I am. <laughs> it's all you can be.
1: No, really. It's like, uh, but sometimes you'll do something, you hate it and you know in your customer it's the best you know it's their favorite tattoo they got then you do something you're stoked about you take a picture and they look in the mirror and they are like you know that'll do it's like you know it's the best thing i've ever done yeah you know so i don't know it's in the eye of the beholder too i guess
0: but you know it's good to be to look at what you do and try to grow from it but um i feel like i've i've felt hindered almost by by being too overly self-critical i could see that do you guys feel that ever
2: Yeah, dude. Like, look, there's a certain amount of, like, just fucking accepting what's happened and moving on Yeah, you have to do. You got to be introspective. You got to be reflective. You got to, like, look at it and go, okay, I got to do this, this, and this. But, like, sometimes, you know, you fucking beat yourself up about it, and then the next thing you know, you're totally crippled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I mean, dude, once the needle hits the skin, it's there. You do your best. Sometimes your best isn't very good. (laughs) <laughs> and it yeah. sucks right yeah but what are you gonna do you quit no right you just do
0: your best and that's um. the kind of pressure that i think helps you to grow too we were talking about it last night that with tattoos you're forced to finish stuff and you're forced to make the best of it and i feel like i've learned the most from making the best of stuff and then you can look back on it and there'll be some of the your favorite stuff you've done because it is different because you know the rules were different at that point because was, of whatever happened.
2: I was doing a portrait on this dude's back one time a long time ago, like on his kidney area. Yeah. And it looked fucked up. <laughs> I mean, dude, I was in the middle of this thing and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Getting the sweat. like I had done a shitload of tattoos on this guy. His whole back's full of like fucking portrait stuff. And I fucking went, excused myself to the bathroom and puked and was just fucking tripping. And I like slapped myself a couple times and I went back and I was like, all right, I just got to slow down and do it. And I did it and it look, looks pretty passable. You know I mean? Yeah. It looks pretty good, I guess, you know, I don't know, whatever. Some people, I don't know, might say it sucked. I thought it looked all right. You know what I mean? Right. All you can do is give it your best shot and also recognize when it's just not for you. You know, there's, there's yeah. definitely that like, like uh, to do another skateboard analogy because that's all I really know how to do there's always that dude that like skates that really just sucks no matter what they fucking try. They try so hard and they just can't do it. Yeah. And, but they love it and that's cool because skateboarding, but mm. tattooing a little different. If you fucking suck, you, you got to just stop. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like you owe it to the world yeah you know what i mean yeah so i mean i'm sure there's somebody listening to this going you should listen to your own advice dude but like <laughs> well but like fuck you <laughs> but like you know but you got to know like hey look you know you've been doing this well i mean to be honest with you man i feel like i tattooed for like i mean christ like probably six or seven years before i consciously Put on a good one that I knew why I put on a good one. Yeah. All the other good ones were luck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you look back, but like a lot of kids you now, you know, they're good. Fucking four tattoos in, and like, hey, that's great. More power to them, you know. Yeah,
0: but like, you know, I don't know. I don't know but don't I'm you think it's that, such? But. It's like almost a handicap to just focus on one style from the beginning. I mean, that feels.
2: Oh, oh, oh yeah, totally, man. I say all the time, I'm like, you know, one of the greatest things that I ever did was worked in a street shop doing all kinds of other styles. And it brings in like all kinds of different ideas and what you're doing. If you just focus on doing this one thing, it works for a handful of people. But really like, you know, I feel like the ones that are the best at that were people that came up doing all kinds of stuff and then focused, you know what I mean? Like starting out focusing. Eh. I mean, if anything,
0: at the very least, I find it really boring. And anything that's popular, it just, you know, takes the the emphasis off the original thing like we were talking about before. And it's too bad because it it does a disservice to the person who was creative and innovative. Um, and I can think on multiple occasions, people who were doing really unique and in, in, you know a lot of impact in their tattoos. And then when people emulate it so much, I don't even really care for the original person. You know, I want to, but it doesn't have that same impact that it used to for me.
2: Sure, but then I mean, then what are you left with? Like dudes like you parodied like the, the blackout face dudes and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're doing something different. Yeah. And in a way, it's interesting, I guess. I mean, the more,
0: it's yeah, fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the more I dove into that, I don't want to say I liked it, but it, there's something to it that is, you know, I don't know. There's something, it's interesting. Look, man, I got
2: into tattooing because it was like fucking kind of dangerous and fucking strange. And you're yeah. outside of society at the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now it's just so fucking normal. It's not it that anymore. Even, even when I right. started, there was. Were- so those dudes are doing something outside of the fucking scope. Yeah. And
0: I kind of definitely dig that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And they all know? have a sense of humor about the video that I made too. Yeah. See, that's cool. A couple of the guys, they were commenting on it and and, and leaving yeah. black heart emojis as comments on them, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> ah, That's awesome, man. Because they're brutally black. Yes. In their tattoos. so you Brutal. Would, yeah. So you'd think that maybe they're a little serious, but I think that they don't take themselves too seriously either, which is,
2: it's cool. I mean, how seriously can you take yourself when you're fucking yourself up so bad?
0: because
2: like if you're fucking yourself up so bad and showing the world you're not you're not like it's different than when you're at home fucking yourself up and not showing anybody right you know what i'm saying life is pain yeah i want to be insane i
1: think everyone just has a threshold of what's too much you know and for them is pushing the envelope or there is no such thing as too much you know well that's all
0: you can do to stand out shock value 20 year old kids have their faces tattooed and that's almost normal. Why do do we all want to stand out though? That's an
2: interesting question. That's a a great question. Why do you want to stand
0: out? You know, I think it's just, I think we all want to feel special in a different way. And some people want to stand out and they want to be noticed for, you know, a multitude of things in our, in our realm. It's, you know, the tattoos we do, we want people to think that it's special and interesting And we want to think that we're doing something that hasn't been done before. But how possible even is that? So you almost, I think that's what has spawned all of this like conceptual tattooing. Where it's like gestural or, you know, it's not not rooted in anything that we know. So it is new and it is impactful. But is it a great tattoo? I don't think so, usually. But at the same time... In what way? Emotionally?
2: impact wise or do you mean visually artistically
0: i think i'm speaking it, more know? visually right but that's, that's for, also for
2: the outside looking in then right it's not a great tattoo i mean for my but opinion, like for the person that was there or the person wearing it it's probably a fucking great
0: tattoo and that's the thing it's that's just an opinion right you now we've all got our opinions and stuff and i can i can judge it and i can say whatever i want about it but it, in the end it doesn't really matter
2: no man why do people get so upset about judgment anyway And that's You're not God, dog. Like you're not like fucking killing people. You're not fucking smiting them. You're just
0: making your own personal judgment. Who cares? Yeah. And I've never felt that people shouldn't do stuff if I don't like a tattoo. I've never felt like, oh, they should they shouldn't do tattoos like that. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Definitely not. But I feel like people people fall into that that sort of stuff. And I feel like that happens a lot online. Well, that's one of the things I don't like about the
2: internet at all is that it's given everybody this like impression that their opinion matters in some way yeah. and that their voice needs to be heard. It's like, yo, none of our voices need to be heard. My voice doesn't need to be heard. I'm doing this because you're my friend. Yeah. I don't really think I have anything particularly great to say. Somebody might find value in it. Somebody might hate it so much that they find a different kind of value in it. Right. There's value from positive and negative, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then maybe some people just not give a shit, you know what I mean? And that's cool. I don't really care, you know, but, but there's this thing where people really actually care what people are thinking of their opinion and whatever, but it's like, they're forgetting that just by the sheer fact that you have an opinion, somebody might hate your opinion and that's okay. Why are you tripping? Who cares? You know what I mean? Or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, I mean. How about the green circle thing? Everybody got so fucking heated over that too. Yeah. In a, like, in, a why? Ma-
0: in a manic way. It blew my mind. Cause who gives a shit? Right. It's like, it doesn't affect really. Especially anybody.
2: when it's like people that are friends with you are doing it and you're mad. Like, yo, they're not making any new laws.
0: I think that they're was not, the fear they're though. not
2: They're Yeah. But I mean, if you even take two seconds to read it, you can tell they're not so, so they're selling a product to people that, you know, you might find questionable who cares. Like people are mad about that, but they're not mad about like tattoo shops in their town doing fucking $300 tattoos for a hundred bucks or like giving it away or, you know what I mean? They're not mad about that. And I don't don't really
0: understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, (laughs) Because you know? everyone wants to have a provocative opinion. And, uh, you know, for that week, that was yeah. that was the thing to have a stance about. Yeah. Because no one wants to hear you complain but, about the guy giving away in to your town, even though that's going to screw your well, life up Because they over. like that
2: guy that's giving away in their town, even though it's, yeah, it's going to fuck up their entire living and it's the entire business.
0: But there was it turned into like weird personal attacks on the on the people that were involved with it, and that's yeah. what felt really weird. Because in the end, totally, you know, we all love tattoos and we all take it seriously, but it's just tattoos. Yeah, dude. You know, when you bring it to a super personal and like deeply cutting level to oh. basically to a stranger, purely insanity. And and that's what's crazy that people, you know, just random people, and not yeah. to belittle, you know, to belittle anybody, but just a random person feeling comfortable saying things that they say online yeah you know it's just like faceless statements and comments oh that's orders.
2: why dude because you can be fucking and we put ourselves sitting out there in your toilet
0: in the right. middle of nowhere yeah.
2: writing some crazy shit and people just know you as fucking jerry jackoff on instagram yeah yeah there's no repercussion really right you know what i mean
0: well i would say that some people make things and other people make comments and like that's right. what they make right. that's but they're their not craft. held accountable
1: yeah, fully. No. You know, they're never going to meet the people that they're talking shit
0: about. And if they did, they would kiss their ass. Of course, ass. they would never say well, half of the well, stuff Well, the thing in person is, though, is that they, like the, the
2: accountability comes from the people that care about yeah. what they said and the fact that they got hurt that they said it, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, I mean, you know, people can write shit. I don't care. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't know why anybody else cares, really, unless it's a friend of yours writing it. And then you're like, well, that's pretty lame. Right. Or it's valid. That's a bummer. Right, you know valid. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Imagine growing up now. And I oh, feel old saying that'd be very but difficult. It's I can't even imagine.
2: It'd be hard to sift through everything. You'd you'd really have to find a mentor that was around before all this to really yeah. get a perspective on it, I believe. But at the same time, having a perspective of the way things were doesn't really kit you out very well for the way things are, does it? No. So it's a tough one, man.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for kids. Yeah,
2: man. The kids, we definitely man. sound like old motherfuckers, but we are. I just care about Look, the I kids. feel really lucky, dude. I feel really lucky to have grown up when I did and even coming up in tattooing when I did because I think it was a much more special time than we all realized and yeah I don't know I mean and now tattooing's awesome too I mean in a lot of ways tattooing's better now than it's ever been but it's also like worse in a lot, a lot of ways too so it's just like I said a million times it's just like a weird tightrope that you're walking and
0: but don't you think that's how it always was it was, yeah, always, sure. it was always better back then for always, anyone at any time. Always, always. I admit, and
2: I don't know if I'm saying that it was better back then or not, dude. I'm just saying that I'm glad I experienced it because it was so different.
1: I remember in 1994, <clears throat> I told told Jeff Whitehead I wanted to learn how to tattoo and he told me, don't bother. I already missed it in 94, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he honestly felt that way. I don't think he was like, you know, I don't think it was to keep people out of tattooing so much or, or me specifically. I think it was like he honestly... Kind of thought he caught the tail end of it and anybody else after that kind of missed it, you know, which I can relate to it now. Knowing what I know now, if I was a kid and knew what I know, I don't know if I'd want to, you know, I think I got into it more because it was mysterious and secretive and special. And I barely knew people with tattoos, let alone somebody who actually did tattoos, you know? Yeah. So it was like that unachievable thing. Like, how could you actually do that for a living?
0: Yeah,
1: and become one of few. So it's
2: it was a little lost the magic. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. was,
1: and scary. You know, and yeah. like you used to be nervous walking into the shop. Yeah, you never knew what. Still you, yeah, you never knew what you were going to walk into the first time through the door. I like that. I do too. I do want to reiterate. I really love,
2: in a lot of ways, the way things are. Yeah, but I, I can complain about it because I do love it right you know what I'm saying I'm not just lamenting for an old time right and truly
0: this is just for discussion's sake anyway sure we're not you know the past two days we've sat in this shop together and you know we're not talking about all this stuff no no for sure we're just doing it to explore it so
2: oh no word up yeah no definitely I just you know for the listeners at home yeah 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 no no man I'm just saying like you know there is a lot of things that I like about the way things are now but but yeah I mean you can't really talk about that without talking about things that you don't like either you know
0: Anyway, I wanted to talk to Chad about uh, all the why me the huge amounts of traveling that you've done in your lifetime. Okay, what about it? Uh, what kicked you off into that direction at first? Did you travel as a kid much?
2: Yeah, a little bit periodically in my youth. We would take like a long trip, you know. Like we went to the World's Fair. I think it was in Knoxville in the early '80s, and then went down to like New Orleans and camped a bunch and drove out to like Texas. And I remember like playing with like Hot Wheels cars under this picnic table on the beach in Galveston. My parents were trying to put up a a tent in a, in a hurricane. And they finally realized it was a hurricane. And they're in the van yelling for me to come to the car. And I, as I was running to the van, I shit my pants <laughs> and and my parents out of fear my mom rolled down the window and threw a pair of underwear out for me and i had to change them as a five or six year old outside in a hurricane while my parents were in the van (laughs) was like good parents they were good parents she said here you go you
0: sick little fuck (laughs)
2: yeah you fucking son of a bitch anyway (laughs) so i you know so we did that we traveled a bit and then you know my mom always would talk about how you know our dream in life was to go on africa safari or whatever and then she died one day never did any of that stuff and uh i was like yeah i'm gonna die someday and i should probably do all the stuff that i thought would be cool so
0: that was truly your motivation at the time yeah straight up
1: the thing i remember you telling me was how people always offer you to come visit yeah And most people say, yeah, 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 and then never do it. You just did it.
2: Yeah, well, that was the thing. I always, like I say, I always wanted to travel. So, like, when the opportunity to work at American Graffiti came up in Sacramento, that shop was pretty well known for doing conventions all over the world and stuff. I was like, yo, I want to go because I knew, A, I would learn a ton of stuff. B, I would be able to get that opportunity to travel the world. And when I did, people at other shops would be like, oh, you should come visit our shop. And I'd go, okay. And then I would. (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Ironically though, shortly after all that began, I, I met Mike Wilson and I, I met uh Jeremy Sweat and Cody Miller. I think we're working at Inksmith and I met him in Amsterdam on like my third trip to Europe or something. And they invited me to come work at Inksmith. Right. And I was stoked. And then I saw Mike and I was like, yeah, Jeremy and Cody invited me to come work at the shop. And he looks at me in the face and he goes, well, we'll see if you ever come. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, a lot of people say they're going to and they never do. And I was like, no, I'm coming for sure. Well, 14 years later or whatever, I finally went. (laughs) He didn't say when. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, but everywhere else I seem to go. I don't know why I didn't go to Inksmith, but um. But yeah, no, man. I mean, that was always the the goal, you know? And then when I got that opportunity, man, I just wanted to go for it. Cause I, I've always, since I was a little kid, had this like thought in my head that death's like right around the corner for me. So I should probably go out and do it all when I could, you know? But that being said, also it, it eventually kind of turned into like a thing that I had to do all the time because that's just what I was doing. And that's where the work was. There was no place that I could just settle down and Seemed that I that I really wanted to live at at least that would have been super busy always, you know But now I'm settled and I'm stoked, but I still have places. I want to go Uh, Traveling will always be there, you know, yeah, just not as frequent I guess for a while. We'll see
0: Well, I feel like it's a unique problem that probably not a lot of tattooers have found themselves in to be traveling to that degree to the point where settling down is nowhere near as good as traveling constantly yeah, totally. No, I, mean, I was very lucky
2: and I think I was also in at the right time. I don't know if it's necessarily like that anymore or not, but I know that when I was doing it it was very very good, very very fun. I mean, man, I think I had twelve years where I wasn't anywhere more than fourteen days in a row, ever. Yeah, that's crazy. You know?
0: And that's a dream I think that a lot of people have, but like you said, they're you know, most people aren't gonna do it even it ain't, even with the motivation. It ain't that great. <laughs> I mean, it's really? cool to
2: see stuff. I mean, yo, it's great to see stuff, but doing it like that, it's kind of gnarly, dude. I mean, for the most part, like, yeah, I had spells where I'd work somewhere for a while, but it seemed like at least every other weekend I was gone or, you know, I'd be gone for a few months or I just wouldn't live anywhere at all. And and during those periods in particular, I would usually switch shit up every three to four days. So it's like sometimes I'd work somewhere for a week sometimes two weeks but most of the time it was like three days then another fucking country or another town or yeah. another sometimes it was every other day or like the f- this 50 states trip every day
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's cool but it wears you out man it doesn't give you time to like it, it gets you it gives you time to get into your head figure some stuff out there but it doesn't give you any time to like figure out how to interact with the world because you're never really interacting with the world yeah. like in a consistent manner it must have went fast too yeah no it went slow really that's another part of why i liked it so much when you're changing where you're going all the time and you're not in a routine time slows down a lot like i remember one time in a seven day period i was started in australia hung out in singapore cambodia Laos north and south vietnam and thailand and then i was in helsinki and it felt like a month and it was just seven days it was killer it was and then like like two weeks later i was on easter island and then i was in peru unless you're like really good at taking care of yourself you know my health went to shit you know what i mean you couldn't really form any real relationship with a person
1: i kind of had the opposite path yeah sat in the same place for 19 years i've never been overseas You know, I've traveled the States for conventions and vacations, but... We're like a yin and yang. Yeah, really. No, it's like, (laughs) it's kind of, but I wish I did more of that. And he probably, at time, wishes he didn't, you know, or... Yeah, do you feel like you
0: missed out on experiences you could have had?
1: Now? Yes, a little bit. But when it was happening, not so much, you know. And I always plan to go over at some point. It just has never, I don't know, hasn't come to fruition, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, like, it's tough because it, you, it you have soon. to make oh, it. it will. You know? Yeah, you got to make, gotta it, make happen it happen for sure. And I haven't, yeah. you know. And it's hard when you're in the mode, you know, well, especially also, when you own three shops. Uh,
1: absolutely. Like in the beginning when I bought the shop, it's like I just kind of felt I had to be here, you know. Same thing with guest spots. I've done, you know, I don't know, 100 conventions. That might be kind of high. Maybe it's 80. I don't know. But anyway, all in the States other than Canada. Yeah. But I also have done like three guest spots, you know. But I always felt... Like I needed to be at home with the shops and, you know, if that was, if the shops were doing good, I'm doing good. So I didn't really need to go out and promote. I did conventions just to see friends and maybe make some new friends and network. But again, with, you know, the internet kind of changed that too. Used to be the only way to network. Yeah. So I think kind of, I caught the, you know, the internet time and having a shop and, you know, The responsibility of the shop, and I felt if I was going away doing a guest spot, I'd have to have somebody else fill my shoes while I was gone, so it just didn't really seem to make it. It's a always whole a weight of on your chest, of and course. you're always worried about it when you're gone and feeling right. guilty. Right, and he was in the other boat where it was like he didn't have a place to, you know, worry about or put, put stuff in storage and just go for a while until you don't want to do it anymore and then settle down, yeah, until yeah. you're sick of settling down and then get back up and go again
2: yeah but i'm now man you know i keep getting all these questions oh well how long are you gonna be there oh, oh it's like sure. well i'm fucking own my shop i got three dudes who do tattoos there gonna be four eventually i got a wife a, a, dog. House, a dog i own we own a house we got all this other stuff going on i'm i'm there and i'm into yeah. it you know and it's gonna be a at least a few years before her and I decide to go traveling a bit, but I probably won't be working because I just, to be honest, like I'm still going to do a little traveling for work, but I don't enjoy it really anymore at all. Like it's not fun to pack all my stuff up and then have to do a ton of tattoos somewhere to try and make it profitable to be worth being away from all the things that I got going on. And then I'm not actually hanging out with my homies that I went there to kind of be around. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just fucking working, 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 going to sleep, working, come home with some money in my pocket. But that's the same thing I did for fucking 12 years anyway, dude. Like all these countries i have been to Australia 30 times, bro. I, I, I barely saw, I mean, I, I did a lot, but not that much. You know what I mean? Most of the time I just get there and work and go to where I was staying and eat some dinner and go and then leave. I mean, I've made some road trips in australia thankfully i've I've actually seen quite a bit, but I mean like okay, London but it took 30 London times. I've been there like thirty five times been to like three museums <laughs> you know what I'm saying like mostly I just worked yeah you know and, and and like it's cool like I'm not complaining, I'm just saying it ain't all like laying on the beach glory you know, sure, you know? yeah. well I did a good oh well, yeah ride, too yeah, like, yeah, you, know yeah, I mean? you know what I mean'm saying but but it wasn't working in those countries, you know. Yeah. You know, you try and take some time off when you can afford it. But it's like, you know, you were working your ass off to pay for it and then to be able to afford to take a little time off. When in all reality, you know, I probably could have, I mean, I spent just as much as I made, you know what I mean? So could have done that, staying in one place, and it had been very different, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know? I'm sure definitely it. stoked
0: on the way things were, but I'm probably more stoked on the way things are now during that time did you feel like you had to travel like that or was it or did you want to
2: no i mean well like
0: look i wanted to i guess
2: i get bored pretty quick i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. and especially like every day you're not working you're spending money so i got bills to pay i got people that you know at one point there was like four people that were pretty much completely relying on my income to live you know what i mean yeah like or big chunks of what they were doing
0: mm-hmm.
2: so it's like pressure or more even i think at one point maybe five people so it's like i had to be doing that you know so maybe you made a lot of money last week but it doesn't really matter because it's already spent yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like it did you know it, it made it hard right so yeah, in some ways, I felt like I had to keep going to be able to do that. But the problem is, is like when you're traveling like that, dude, like you only have a very um, limited amount of work that you can do. You you're not gonna, you know, like some dudes they fly into town, and they stay for a month, and they do a couple of tattoos here, and they go ride motorcycles or go swimming or partying or whatever. But you know, they have a little different situation than I had. You know, I yeah. couldn't do that. So you know, I go and I. You know, I, I do all the tattoos I could do. And when the tattoos dried up, it was time to go, you know, but I try and fit that into like a week or two. Right. You know, so I do fucking six tattoos in a day, seven tattoos in a day. Fucking, you know, I think I did one trip where I was somewhere for 28 days in a couple different cities in this one particular country. And I did 86 tattoos You know, and it was tiring. You know, I'm glad I did it, but it would also have been pretty cool to just hang out a bit and stuff, but it just wasn't the
0: right time. Do you ever think about how um, living such a unique lifestyle like that, um, that in a lot of ways, as someone looking in on it, uh, I mean, I always felt that it, it kind of created like some of the magic around your tattooing that we were talking before that tattooing in general lacks.
2: Yeah, I mean maybe so. I I, I don't you think know, you would I can't, be able to see Yeah, that. I can't speak to that on my on my own thing, but I yeah. would I would I guess in hindsight I would hope so, you know what I'm saying? Like I you know, I'm pretty regardless of what I look back on being happy or unhappy with certain aspects of it all, I'm proud of whatever it is I've done. Yeah. Okay. Whatever that may be. Different people are gonna see that as different things. Some people sure. aren't gonna give a shit at all, right? Yeah but for my own perspective on whatever it is that I have done, I'm, I'm very proud of it yeah, and happy with it. You know what I mean? Would I do it
0: differently if I could? Sure. That's always going to be the case, always, I think. Always, dude. I yeah. think, yeah, I think there's something wrong with you if there's not. We see you traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we see pictures of you on a plane every day for how many, you know, how many mm-hmm. years. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and traveling like that is definitely something that most people aspire to, whether mm-hmm. they do it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, we all like to live vicariously through someone who's on a plane every fucking day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's crazy in Mm -hmm. a cool way Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of people that follow your work, uh, you know, it's more than just your tattoos. It's the whole thing
2: Yo, there was a period where like I was showing like every time I'd be on the plane the flight number and all that Yeah, I remember that and then like restaurants I was going to and Mm -hmm. I got a lot of real interesting and cool clients that way Yeah, but then I had some weird immigration issues and then some of my friends were like, you put in too much personal stuff you're doing. And then I stopped. And then I noticed that things, the clientele, which I still love my clientele, but I quit getting certain kinds of people because they weren't stumbling upon you because of common interests and yeah. stuff like that. And I think that that stuff was really cool, man. You know, I think.
0: Cause other people that
2: travel like that, I think see a kindred spirit. In, completely. In you. Completely. And, and then therefore when you're tattooing them, you're connecting on a different level and it's so much more enjoyable. I mean, for me personally, it's so much more important to me to like my client than to like the tattoo I'm doing on them. I don't really give that much of a shit what the tattoo is. Yeah, like I mean, I'm gonna give my best. I'm gonna,
0: you know. Do you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. Like, it's secondary. Tattooers will understand that, and right? C- customers might be horrified by some of the things sure, we sure. said in this, but no, of course. But
2: I mean, it. it, it you know, I, I. You know, I mean, ultimately, I so much would rather like like the person I'm tattooing than like the tattoo I'm doing but mm-hmm. if i get to do
1: both it's really great you know yeah, i also cool. think your travels have influenced your tattoos obviously tremendously oh hugely yep. yeah definitely like what yeah, what would your tattoos look like had you not traveled a quarter as much as you'd have i, mean, I don't even know I'm not sure i mean definitely like all absolutely the, all the different countries and
2: different stuff like the stuff you've seen yeah things you've done places you've been yeah totally I
0: love all that. Actually traveling and seeing things in person versus scrolling through your timeline. Yeah. It's two ways to see everything. But you know, what, what to you have been the benefits of actually seeing it?
2: Being uncomfortable. What do you mean? Being uncomfortable is the benefit. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful things don't grow from fucking crystal clear fucking whatever. You know what I mean? They don't last long, right? You cut a flower off and you put it in a pot of like clean, perfect water. It's going to live for like three days and then die no matter what you do, right? Mm. But you plant it in a bunch of shitty ass mud full of like poop and stuff and it fucking grows really nice, right? It's the same thing with like traveling, you know? You go, you be uncomfortable, you fucking hate shit, you eat some shit you think's gross then later on you love it you fucking have some real bad experiences but then you know you're stronger, better, quicker thinking, smarter, more interesting human being hopefully. Like the saying like no mud no lotus, right? Yeah. So it's like you know, that's the benefit.
0: That's not the answer you know? I expected. No. I'm glad I asked. Why? What was what did you expect? Obviously, it's better to see things firsthand. Anyone, you know, can assume that, but Sure. But it makes perfect sense because I agree. Anytime I go places, it's always uncomfortable, yeah. and that's exactly why you grow from it.
2: Fucking best, dude. Yeah. But but yeah, when you're like comfortable, everything's cool.
0: You got it how you like it. You're in your safety zone. What did you do? Did you get to a point in traveling where it was just comfortable, and then it lost some of the some of the allure to you?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, because I, I mean look i learned over time you know if i want to be comfortable i stay at a five-star hotel and fly in first class you know what i'm saying like you know so i work more to be able to pay for that so instead you know of like maybe doing those two or three tattoos and then going and hanging out and doing all this other shit, i'd do six or seven so i could pay for a flight that left me comfortable and feeling good when i got there kind of a waste of money but also just kind of the way it is you know
1: yeah. But, I mean... You probably wouldn't have made it uh-uh. as long as you did if you weren't comfortable, too. Well, I mean,
2: that's it, man. You can't fly 16 hours and then land and start tattooing by, like, being super uncomfortable. Plus, I had an injury about eight or nine years ago where, like, I I just couldn't sit in the little seat anymore. You do learn to insulate yourself from certain aspects of everything. But overall, you know, you're still uncomfortable. It depends on how you are as a human being, too. I mean, look, I'm uncomfortable in my own skin always. You know what I mean? So... You know, just depends on how you want to live. Right. Yeah. You know, so. I don't know. I, I hope I like once again, I can't remember what I was supposed to
0: answer. <laughs> no, I think, I think you got there. You got there and came yeah. back around again. Yeah. I think that was that was good. Yeah. Um And before we were talking, before we started recording um, yeah. and you were talking about uh, feeling the energy in a shop, being in a different shop and how that affects your work. And, and if you're in a place surrounded by people that inspire you or, or make you feel, you know, more on your toes or, uh, just the benefits of that, mm-hmm. you know, again, putting that up against just scrolling through your timeline and seeing great tattoos, but you know, it's a little square in your phone. And, and personally, I know that at a certain point, I'm not even looking at them anymore.
1: You no, know, not I, see, at all. I see
0: my friend's tattoos and I like them because I like all their tattoos. But it's like I, I feel like I know that I miss out on so much online and you it just can't compare to being there. Look, sometimes you go into a shop and like everybody's stoked.
2: Everybody's like standing around looking at what everybody's doing. Everybody's drawing or painting or everybody's into it. And then sometimes you go to a shop and everybody's just staring at their phone all day. And they're not talking to each other; just looking at their phone. It's hard to be inspired in a shop where everybody's staring at their phone. It's mm-hmm. hard to care. But in a shop where everybody's stoked, yeah, showing each other, talking what they to did, shit, talking about it. Exactly. They're pumped. They're drawing. They're doing their thing. You can't help it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean your environment's everything, right? It's like, um, when I, when I worked at American Graffiti, once again, another American Graffiti story, though. The, the shop girl one day or was it the shop girl or was it wrath? I don't remember. One of them, one of them said, you know, this shop used to be full of people that were fucking blazing trails and doing like interesting stuff and not trying to be like anybody else. And right now it's full of everybody that's like constantly talking about this person or that person and how they like this or that, or want to be like this person or that person. just like with like this tone of like total disgust and disappointment. And at that moment I was like, man, no shit. Fuck this. I'm not trying to like look at everybody else's thing and be like them. You know what I mean? Or at the very least, if I am looking, trying to figure out a way to take what I like from it and still be me or make it me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whatever that is. That's, that became like an important thing, you know? And I think like, staring at instagram all day like jay said about taking his break from it you know it just makes you try and live in a shadow of other people instead of creating your own shadow you know what i mean even if you're the only one that ever sees it at least you're trying to create your own shadow
0: Mm -hmm. it's a good thing yeah and uh jason i always feel like you know you're talking about how you've kind of been the comfortable one and you've chosen to have the stable, not hectic traveling kind of lifestyle all this time. But at the same time, uh, I've always felt that you, you kind of do it in the reverse order. Like you import the, the energy, you know, the amount of guest artists that you have come through here. uh, And you can feel it. Yeah, here. you know, I, I feel like you could look back and maybe regret not traveling all the time, but you kind of you kind of get it in what I think is a better way sometimes because you're at your best, you're in your zone, like this is your power place, and then you get to have those other people in it, right? And to see, I think to see other people in the context of your own home shop can be even more valuable sometimes. Absolutely, because you see how it is and how it could be.
1: That's another reason I like doing conventions was because I got to meet people and invite them back here. Yeah. Instead of being invited there, you know, I'd, yeah, I just kind of did it in reverse, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how much of it was intentional or if it just kind of
0: happened that way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's easy to get people to visit here once they come once, I think. it's Right. Na- it's but a nice I also place. take
1: pride in... My favorite place ever. I, I take pride in handpicking people, you know? Yeah. Even friends in my life, I kind of, yeah. you know, I kind of put myself out there and made it happen, you know? Mm-hmm keeping you guys happy is important to me you know so for you guys to be able to work with the people that come through as well as get tattooed so you guys don't get too stale or bored or Mm -hmm. wish you were seeing stuff and you know meeting new people and yeah no I've always been proud to invite people here and hope that it uh rubs off on you guys and
0: yeah and it definitely does I think so you know it's unavoidable really Unless you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> this was the first episode, so I, I didn't know what to expect. I don't know. Do you guys have any any last things you want to sum up or or come back around at all or hopes and dreams? Jason's shaking his head. No, well, not uh, well, uh, particularly. Before. I hope I
2: can tattoo for a long time. I like it. Yeah. More now than ever.
1: As far as like heyday or saying, you know, you could have been should have been here whenever like this is your heyday. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't know what my heyday was like, so you don't miss what you didn't know. Right. Right. And, you know, the people that come after you will have their heyday, and you, you know, you'll probably feel like they should have been around. I think that happens everywhere and in in everything, you know?
0: Sure. Enjoy it while you got it.
1: Of course. Keep your eyes open. Goes fast. Don't forget.
0: This has been fun. Really appreciate you guys doing this.
2: Thank you for asking
0: us. Of course.
2: Sorry that we didn't make more jokes.
0: We don't need jokes all the we made time. Make people laugh. People are going to laugh when they're looking at us anyway. Fuck. That's true. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. I didn't say fuck enough.
1: <laughs> I don't think I said it once. Well, maybe. It. Just it's wait it. till the edit. Fuck. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> take it easy, man. This is a family That's podcast. Racist. Yeah. What's wrong with you?
0: All that stuff I said about Jason, I I might have to take it back because yeah. he, he's kind of a he's kind of a sour guy. A huge thank you goes to our sponsors for this episode, Lucky Supply and River Valley Printing Co. And to our first two guests, you can find Jason on Instagram at jasonscott523. You can find him tattooing in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at either of his shops, Hobos Tattoo and Congress Street Tattoo. You can follow Chad on Instagram at chadkeplingertattoo. He can be found tattooing in Nashville, Tennessee at his shop, Adventure Tattoo. After all the talk about Chad's travels in this episode, I recommend that you check out his book entitled 50 States. It's available for purchase through rakinglightprojects.com. He took a trip through the U.S. and tattooed in each state all in one go, and that book is a very cool chronicle of that trip. I'm Andrew Stortz, and you can follow me on Instagram at Andrew Stortz. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating, a review, tell a friend. You know what they say, it takes a village and this podcast is no different. I hope you enjoyed this first episode and are looking forward to next week's installment, where we will be back with a new guest. And like my grandpappy always told me, if your books aren't closed, you ain't shit. Goodbye now.